So that's 450 years. So for 400 rounds of Monopoly, you don't get to play at all. Not only do you not get to play, you have to play on the behalf of the person that you're playing against. You have to play and make money and earn wealth for them and then you have to turn it over to them. So then for 50 years, you finally get a little bit and you're allowed to play and every time that they don't like the way that you're playing or that you're catching up or that you're doing something to be self-sufficient, they burn your game. They burn your cards. They burn your Monopoly money. And then, finally, at the release and the onset of that, they allow you to play and they say, okay, now you catch up. Now, at this point, the only way you're going to catch up in the game is if the person shares the wealth, correct? But what if every time you share the wealth, then there's psychological warfare against you to say, oh, you're an equal opportunity higher. So if I played 400 rounds of Monopoly with you and I had to play and give you every dime that I made, and then for 50 years, Every time that I played, I, if you didn't like what I did, you got to burn it like they did in Tulsa and like they did in Rosewood. How can you win? How can you win? You can't win. The game is fixed. So when they say, why do you burn down the community? Why do you burn down your own neighborhood? It's not ours. We don't own anything. We don't own anything. There is, Trevor Noah said it so beautifully last night. There's a social contract that we all have. That if you steal or if I steal, then the person who is the authority comes in and they fix the situation. But the person who fixes the situation is killing us. So the social contract is broken. And if the social contract is broken, why the fuck do I give a shit about burning the fucking football hall of fame, about burning a fucking target? You broke the contract when you killed us in the streets and didn't give a fuck. You broke the contract when for 400 years we played your game and built your wealth. You broke the contract when we built our wealth again on our own by our bootstraps in Tulsa and you dropped bombs on us. When we built it in Rosewood and you came in and you slaughtered us. You broke the contract so fuck your target. Fuck your hall of fame. As far as I'm concerned, they could burn this bitch to the ground. And it still wouldn't be enough. And they are lucky that what black people are looking for is equality and not revenge. So sis said what she said. And we concur. You can burn this bitch to the motherfucking ground. Okay, the contract is broken. Period. And it's the thing. We never even had a fucking contract with them, yo. You can't have a contract with unwilling participants. What 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 do we write? What do we sign our name in? Blood? The fuck? Like, so that idea of contract, that shit was null and void already because we ain't agree to this shit. I don't know. I, I think I might disagree a tiny bit. I think that there was a social contract and I think that this generation of people are saying... Nah, not no more. And I think the the social contract of yesterday was be docile, take what we give you. When we destroy your shit, you build it back up and you do so quietly. And so I think that they had become used to that, you know, tame, docile, meek. <coughs> not me, not me. <laughs> not me. But... I think that that was the social contract of yesteryear. 
That's the social contract you're saying that she's referencing. Because even in that no. regard, you're no. saying okay. Because I'm so saying that the contract she's referencing, right, is when she did the the analogy and, and we didn't play this part, but she made the comparison between our experience and a game of Monopoly, mm-hmm. right? And then Monopoly, what you win is what you earn, is what you get to keep. And she was saying, nah, even if you play the fucking game, they still say, this is our wealth, this is our money, and burn your shit to the ground. Fuck you. Yeah. Right. So so that part I understood. But when you were saying, you know, we didn't, we didn't sign the social contract, we didn't sign up for anything. I'm not saying that we actually did, but there's this perception that a part of our social contract, black folks in America, a part of our social contract whether that was to remain safe or to remain alive, a part of that social contract was to kind of go along to get along. This is really interesting. This is really interesting. It's bringing up a lot of shit for me because when I get in these conversations with everybody, you included about choice and I go to my extremes and shit about what choice looks like for me. Everybody like, no, no, no. I don't fuck with that. That can't really be a choice because of blah, blah, blah. And I'm saying, yo, legit, everything is a choice. So if we're going off of that idea, then I can rock with it. But if we're going off of the idea of what most people think when they think of choice and they say, if my alternative, if the other thing I have to choose from is so fucked up and extreme, then I'm not really given an adequate choice, then cool. For the sake of this, I can go with that. Where I stand, even when we've had arguments—not arguments, but discussions—about this before, that's usually where I stand. If if the if the if I'm choosing between two horrible things, then it ain't really, you know. So, it ain't really okay, a so it ain't really a choice. So then, how really did I sign up for your social contract? How did how was I made the other participant in the contract if the fucking uh, uh, alternative was such a grim consequence? If the potential was so fucked up. So when. You're talking about social contracts. It's just the idea or this exchange. I'm going to do this and then respond. My expectation is that you'll do that. Right. And so that is the social contract. If we're saying that white folks since the beginning of fucking time have said, I'm going to I'm white. You're now black. And because of the, that, you know, because of this made up, if we will, construct between those two things, between black and white. That now I am in charge, I am superior, and that you will, you know, be subjugate to me. That that is what I'm saying is the social contract. I don't think it's, you know, anything, you know, like I know when people think about contracts, people are like, oh well, we didn't agree to this or we didn't. No, agree no, that's to me. Now. I'm people. I'm people. When I think of contracts, yo, I think of we set down these these rules, so to speak. You know, we outline these rules, right? And I'm agreeing to this thing and you're agreeing to this thing. Hence, we have this understanding, this contract. The contract is what's by, like guiding our behavior. So what I'm saying is I get I get the analogy. I get where you're coming from. I get, I get where she's coming from. But I'm saying if you're forcing my hand to sign, ah, where like it was no consent in that. And so therefore, where how do you play my participation? Right. And, and I hear you about the idea of their perception. Right. This is what has happened. Therefore, we expect that you behave accordingly. And I guess if you look across the board, it probably could have been said that, you know, they've had like some lived experience to back that up. But I would argue that we always been fighting. It ain't never been um, a time where I feel like everybody was like collectively was like we laying down on this shit. Right. We're we going to rock with your motherfucking contract. Like, I feel like there have always been revolt. There's always been like rebuttal to the system. There's always been a buck against 
the quote unquote contract. Somebody always been trying to rip this bitch up. Absolutely. They have been. But I think by and large, majority of folks was just trying to survive their death. Facts. And I'm not, right? I'm not and, I, and I can't be angry with that. But like yeah, she said, burn that shit. Burn that shit. Burn, so baby, why, burn. With the power of the ancestors, I am agreeing with you. Burn this shit. Burn, down. baby, burn. <laughs> just <go> burn, <laughs> burn. Hey, yo, burn this motherfucker down. I am and perfectly so I, I fine. Would, I would never be so arrogant to say, like, I, I, we talked about this before. I hate when I hear people say, we not our ancestors. Because you know what? We don't know what we would have done then. Not at all. I know it sounds, you know, I, I know it sounds like a good thing to do to sit and espouse the things you would have done if you were born 200, 100, 50 years ago. You don't know what you would have done. And I won't be as arrogant to say, oh, I'm not my ancestors. Because however, however individually you may feel about it, you're here because of the sacrifices they made. Let me tell you something. When you hear them say it, tell, you're right. You ain't. Because some of the shit that they've endured and had to endure, yes. we, we could, could not never. fathom. Do you understand what we I'm saying? So you're absolutely right. You want your aren't. But the funny thing to me when I hear people say that is that, oh, now you you ride with the ancestors. Now you so fucking woke. Just a few minutes ago, you was critical. You know what I mean? Just a few I, minutes ago, you had so much shit to say. You know what I mean? Oh, I thought it was a motherfucking, you know what I mean, talking shit just now. Now all of a sudden, oh the ancestors this, the ancestors that like come stop. Stop. You not you're right. Yeah. You're not them. You're you're absolutely Definitely. correct on that. Like yo Definitely. Yo, this the fucking as strength, yeah. Stubborn as I am, I recognize that I was born in this in the time that I was for a reason. Period. Um and you know I don't know, it's just something inspiring to me when I think about it. I know it sounds a little tiny off, but not really. Whenever I start thinking about how fucked up shit is, even not even just like this shit right now, but when things in general happen to me and I'm like, damn, like I'm fucked up about it. It always inspires me in some way to know that motherfuckers who I, not motherfuckers, let me take that back. People who came before me, <laughs> the sacrifices they made for me to be here in this moment. Right. And I, and that, like all the other it's humbling you know, it's humbling yeah. if you allow it to be it could be humbling yeah. you know what i mean so it's just like yo like look like i tell people all the time pick a struggle yo you know yeah. i mean pick a fucking struggle like you know we gonna rock this shit out because this is what's presented to us just like they did what they thought was best for them in the fucking moment yeah you know what i mean and like One we talked them. about before motherfucking choice was this or that and both of the motherfuckers was grim so whatever you chose to do yeah. Like it was your I got it, I respect it. It was your personal decision at that time. One of the things that I think about often, especially more so now with all the, you know, uprisings that are that are happening and have happened, I really genuinely think I I read I came across something a few years ago and it was just a little mean, but this shit like when you think about it, this shit was powerful as fuck. The meme said, What will you say? When the ancestors asked what you did with their sacrifice. Hmm. That shit is powerful as fuck to me. Like, damn. Damn, now I gotta get my life. <laughs> and here y'all worried about white Jesus. Yes. And I'm worried about the motherfucking ancestors looking yes. me in my face like, hey, good sis. Yes. You know what I mean? How will you Would be you remembered, good sis? 
You know what I mean? Well, how will how will future generations? Yeah, yeah. How will future generations? You know what I mean? Look to you. How would they think about you? You know what I mean? Damn, they got my whole life. <laughs> Fuck. Because <laughs> we getting old, bitch. We are getting. Yes. Oh, we about yes. to be somebody motherfucking elders out this bitch. Yo. Okay, somebody tried to play me earlier and call me motherfucking auntie, bitch. I was like, oh. <laughs> what you mean? Like, I was, I was thrown off. Yo. I ain't know how to feel. I'm like, yo, we legit are getting older. Like, so, oh, like, just the, oh, man, the level of consciousness is heavy as shit. You know what I mean? The information we're presented with, the information that we've acquired is heavy. You know what I mean? And it's, it's not anything to take lightly. Yeah. You know what I mean? It really isn't. And so, you know, like, I give mad love, respect, and honor to the, you know, ancestors and the people that have come before us and the lessons that, you know, we've been taught. And, like, like I said before, it's humbling. That's That's really all I got for that is that it's humbling. And, you know, fucking, you know, 10 so minutes in, if you don't realize already, <laughs> you are listening to the Oldest Smoke Podcast with Simone and Meek. <laughs> hey, hey. Because <laughs> we don't want to forget that, right? Because yeah. quite honestly, there have been a multitude of times, and I don't understand why at this particular point, that we've been confused with the other podcast, which I don't really need to say their name because you already know their name. <laughs> They stole it from us. They stole it. They stole it. They stole. We ain't landed on Plymouth Rock. Okay. Plymouth Rock landed the fuck on us. Okay. And all I gotta say to them is, fight me. Period. Come take it. Come take it. Yeah. Come take it. What's up? So I think that that's hilarious. I've had people actually inbox the fucking page. Asking questions about the fucking other podcast. Yo, I don't know shit about sports. And I'm not ashamed. The fuck? Uh-uh, as soon as you ashamed. turn this bitch on, you know where you at. Exactly. Okay? You know, if we talking about dribble, it ain't no motherfucking basketball. Okay? I'm just saying. If we talking about shooting shots and shit, wait on it. I just think that's weird. I just wanted to put that out there. We appreciate any new listeners. Because we will talk about balls. We can give you that. Whatever you need. Yep. Whatever you yes. need. But but it ain't going it ain't gonna be from that perspective. So, you know, sit back, relax, enjoy yes. yourself. <laughs> you might want to get a glass of wine. Team, team activities. Look. It ain't the same. Oh, oh group sex. Ah. <laughs> You know that's my shit. I you know, know that's my shit. I know it is. And I'm actually feeling a whole way that there have been, I don't know how many fucking weeks, how many months at this point between COVID, the uprising, the motherfucking revolution, the riots, the lootings, the killings, and every goddamn thing else. And for all of these reasons, we can't talk about that? No. No. Yeah. Now, something got to give. Like, where, where are the outlets? And when I say that, I mean... Where are the things that we could use for our release as well as the motherfucking things I could put my finger in if this is the life we got to live for the rest of it where I can't talk about this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about to wet my motherfucking finger and stick it in this goddamn plug if this is the life we got to live moving forward. You know what? Not stick it in the plug. I'm about to be the diary of fucking Ian Frank in this bitch. 
all depressed and shit in the motherfucking attic writing a whole, you know what I mean? Because outside... Day 67. <laughs> I, I wet my finger and stuck it in the <laughs> Just to get a little action. And it was electrifying. What the fuck? Like, I'm so, like, off right now. This shit has got me so fucking off right now. And I want yeah. us to ha- I want us to be jovial. I want us to be able to laugh. I want us to be able to, you know, have a good time without feeling fucking guilty, yo. I think that space and grace, like I've been advocating Facts. for Facts. since we've been recording in COVID. <laughs> recording in COVID. Grace, we are human. Period. We are entitled to the full range of human emotions and experiences. And guess what? Sex and pleasure is one of them. Absolutely. Absolutely, because guess what? A motherfucking orgasm keep me from killing a bitch. Okay, I'm just trying to tell you yes. what I'm trying to tell yes. you. And whether it's solo motherfucking activities or involving another motherfucking yes. person or persons, I'm telling y'all, it's keeping me it, yo, yes. yo. Sometimes I'm Angela Davis. Sometimes I'm Adina Howard. <laughs> I was gonna say sometimes I'm Angela Davis. Sometimes <laughs> I'm Angela Bassett, bitch. Like what you? <laughs> What you mean? See the legs on that motherfucker? Like, fuck you, Meg the Stallion. Have you seen Angela Bassett? Period. Like, I'm just saying. Ow. I'm just saying. But I, but I can rock with you know, freak go through the. Day. I can fuck with it. I can fuck with it. I can fuck with it. Speaking of fucking the Dina Howard, bitch. So you know that when I'm like cooking and cleaning and gotta do like shit, even laundry, uh-huh. whatever fucking chore I'm doing, the way that I'm able to get through. Is by playing music. Yeah. Right? I mean, I do that anyway. I really love music. I enjoy it. But that's that's my shit right there. That takes my mind off everything. I watch any fucking dish y'all got if I can listen to a playlist, right? And particularly my favorites are like old school music and shit. So the you know, Teddy Pendergrass and the motherfucking LTVs and the Osley Brothers, Atlantic Star, all that shit, right? So I'm sitting there earlier. And I wasn't doing shit at this point, but just listening to fucking music, chilling out. And I started realizing fucking Luther and all these motherfuckers would be singing for motherfucking 10, 11 minutes. Yes. They be blowing and repeating that same motherfucking line over and over and over and over because they going to drill that shit in your motherfucking head. Right? Yes. And these, 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 you know, men groups, a lot of the time it was like the men groups. They be like singing, they be singing that shit, right? They talking, you like, yo, this motherfucker spitting, right? So, you know, back in that time, it was more about like romance and more about like wooing a a woman and, you know, making her feel good about herself and all this shit. But like I said, the song go on for 11 fucking minutes. And so I start thinking, I know every generation got their shit and they got their songs and they got their, you know, thing that they relate to. But if motherfuckers was sending music to women to like solicit interest or like to set the mood when they were together and shit, them niggas had to be fucking fucking, yo. It's no way because 11 minutes compared to the fucking three minutes, maybe four that that our generation got. Like 11 fucking minutes. I think you're being gracious. (laughs) 
up like these motherfuckers, like, oh, 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 like, yo, just be fucking yodeling the whole, it's five minutes at the end of the song, just yodeling. Just him telling her how motherfucking dead ass serious he is about what the fuck he's trying to tell her, right? And it's always that, like, you know, undercover shit, right? You got to pay attention to the motherfucking lyrics. The people, uh-huh. oh, this nigga talking about, oh, oh, right? Versus, once again, our shit that's like, you know, I want to slap you in the face with dick. You're like, <laughs> that's just like, hey, yo, not, not sexy. That's, that's not sexy. Um, get the fuck out of here. You drooling or whatever. But like, I'm like, yo, like, even if 11 minutes don't sound like a long time, and it doesn't, if you just take it as time by yourself, especially when you, you know, equate it to anything sexual, like, all right, 11 minutes, whatever. But if you think about a playlist, <laughs> That has about five or ten of motherfuckers on there. Let me tell you something that I just thought about, right? <laughs> what? They said the average length, like from from male orgasm from start to finish, is something like seven minutes. So these eleven minutes records, right? <laughs> they got everything rolled up into one. You got the foreplay. You got sex. the sex. This is probably you got the two minute cuddle and, and the cuddle and the cuddle. And yeah, this shit is a science, and my nigga. He said, and the cuddle and the. You want some juice? <laughs> let me let me get you some juice. <laughs> you play one song and that's your night. That is your night. <laughs> You can tell a lot about a nigga and how he feel about you depending on what kind of song he choose. Yes. You like what yes. kind of, you know that should be a first date question. What kind you like music? What kind of music you listen to? <laughs> give me give me a couple songs and shit. Now, if this nigga, if the first thing that come out of his mouth is, welcome to the party. <laughs> and this bitch don't you say got three, four songs to go. Let me tell you something. <laughs> this motherfucker don't come out his mouth. Like he don't laugh at that shit himself to let you know he was joking. Or he don't come follow up and say, I'm fucking around. However, I like Osley Brothers. Make me say it again. Boom. He don't say that shit. Then after dessert, call your Uber, sis. Yes. I promise Pretty you, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to prevent you from being disappointed. Because we he ain't got nothing to say. <laughs> we wonder why now people be sharing a playlist. Let me tell you. Because you will need about five or six songs. Let me tell you. They they crafty. That's crafty. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's gonna start to be part of my like little repertoire of questions. You like music? Cool. Yes. First of all, if you say no to that, then I'm already I don't even want appetizers. I'ma sip please. the rest of this water and, and eat this lemon and then I'm gonna fuck going. You have a good night. But if you say yes. I'm interested in what you listen to. What kind of bullshit am I going to be fed? (laughs) Okay, how will you lie to me? Do you care about me enough to lie to me? At least least let's hope it's not dance And if you don't get that reference, then that lets us know you don't listen. <laughs> you don't listen. <laughs> yeah, no, I like I like reggae, uh, but I ain't trying, you know what I mean? Exactly. I ain't trying wine to the room and shit. Like, you done did the most already. I'm tired. Now I'm tired. Don't ask me for shit else. You got some ice cream? The fuck is you? Yeah. What? What are we about to do? 
what are we about to do? <laughs> I want to do with the wicked. Like, what are we about to do? <laughs> Period. Nope. Don't like it. Too soon. Yeah. <laughs> Too soon. I can't. It's 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 uh, these niggas. I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to figure out, you know, when they bringing the new niggas out. Yo, I don't know. They don't need to. Cause you know, God need, put some beautiful. God, you put some beautiful. Beautiful black men on this earth, and they down here doing raggedy shit. Yeah, yeah. I think they and we. I think we both have said this at one point or another throughout these two seasons. Um, I absolutely love black men. Thanks. I'm not religious at all. Um, but I think that for me, I think the closest thing to God to me. Is black men. Slow clap. Slow clap. I do. I Period. Do. I've said that many times. We posted it on our fucking page. I do. Period. But brothers, mm. what is you doing? <laughs> you said, ooh, baby, what is you doing? What is, yes. <laughs> Yo, oh, so there's, so there's been, what is you doing? There have been a lot of, you know, talks and conversations, and we've even started some, that have been about, you know, our relationships, right, as as black men and women. And I want to specify, even when we get into that dialogue, it's not always about sexual relationships. It's not always about romantic relationships, right? Because we relate to each other on a different level first before you even get to all of that shit, right? We relate yeah. to each other on a different level. And I think it still amazes me to this day to hear brothers say they don't feel loved, honored, and supported by black women. Like, is so like disheartening to me um, because my initial response, right? Everything in me at first is like, what the fuck is you talking about? Like, what? Like, what is you talking about? And, you know, I think that the dialogue has kind of gone both ways where black women are also starting to say, um, same. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, same. Um, but I, I, I feel like the conversation stops there. Like, I think that we're, you know, expressing our gripes to one another um, in terms of not even our gripes explicitly, but like how we feel about our experiences with one another. But yeah. we never get into like what that looks like and we never talk about any resolution. Right. So for women, like for me, I would say if, if I had that conversation um, with a with a black man, I would then want to give him examples of how I, you know, of like why I feel the way I do and not just I feel this way. Um, Cause I don't think that's productive at all. I don't think it's productive. And I think that it um, continues like the contention and continues like a disruption of sorts between us. Cause we end up just going around like the merry-go-round, right? Um, without, without getting off. So it's like, when the fuck do we get off? You know, and I know that one of our last episodes, we started to kind of talk a little bit towards the end about the relationship between um, misogyny and patriarchy to the umbrella of white supremacy. Um, and I said that we would revisit that. And um, I just want to be a woman of my word a little bit um, and do that, but not get, I guess, too, too heavy and deep into it. 
Um, just because I'm tired <laughs> and I ain't really want to have, you know, such a heavy show for us, you know, as well. Um, cause like you mentioned before, we, you know, we deserve a break too, right? Like, damn. Um, but I think it's important to kind of like reference it because there are people who don't understand that. And I feel like they, it's harder for them to get it. Um, because I think that people think they know what overt racism looks like, right? Most of us can agree when we see it, you know, we can, most of us can agree that, you know, that's at least that's what we're looking at. Some more like undercover shit is a little bit harder, but you don't have to do a lot of convincing most of the time. But this shit right here is like a different animal, I feel like. And so when you're trying to explain it to people, even women, right? Because women can be misogynistic as well. They don't get it because I think they just don't want to get it. Um, it's one of them things where it's like we already got enough to deal with type shit. Right. I want to still, I want to still have something. Where's my vice? <laughs> so my vice is gonna be these bitches. <laughs> like, I, I, I mean, I don't really know how else to say it. <laughs> I don't really know how else to say it, but I feel like that that's what we're confronted with a lot of the time. So I think that that's what we're confronted with a lot of the time. Um. So, yeah, like we were having this conversation recently because, as we've said a dozen and a half times on this show, we talk so often that a lot of times the conversation. I feel like we need to just put apps on our phone so that way, as soon as one of us call the other, it just start recording. It just start recording. Then y'all gonna get some other shit too, and I can't be held responsible because we said that we wasn't gonna (laughs) say names on this bitch. And when I'm on my, when I'm on one, I'll be shooting all types of. So I'm like, it might take either but some. But if y'all want that info, <laughs> subscribe to our Patreon. Period. <laughs> we about to have an OnlyFans just to talk shit about people. <laughs> like, look, you can subscribe if you want to know. Bleak, bleak. Yeah, I mean, like, I'll name some names for $5 a month. Okay. I'm just saying. I'll name some names today. But we were having the conversation. And because I live in the world of analogies and gifts and shit. Um, I was saying how, uh, white supremacy is like the parent, right? Of us all. And that misogyny is like a brother, right? (laughs) So yeah, right. We're thinking about all the lessons we've learned from dad, from our parents. And we're operating on that system. But when we get to a certain age, we start to question and challenge, some of these fucked up lessons we've learned yet they've been ingrained in us. Right. So all of us have to do a purge when you become aware, you do what you need to do to be better. Right. Like, you know, better, you do better. That's what that's supposed to be from um, that idea. And it's like misogyny is that brother that learned the same shit you learned, but is still struggling with detaching from some of the lessons. And so I use that example because I'm not saying that I'm extremely tolerant of you know patriarchal shit or misogynistic shit i think is that i understand it more and so i'm sitting into the brother like hey yo not cool you know hey yo like you know what i mean you should rethink this right because i respect you you my brother i get where you're coming from i understand you right dad fuck you dog 
you older, you should have knew better. Like, you know what I mean? That type of thing is how, how I feel about it, at least. And it's how I wrap my head around what's going on. But at the same time, I feel like the brother, while he's trying to unlearn the motherfucking lessons he learned from dad, is still needing to be, like, checked himself. You know what I mean? And I think that that's what we're experiencing right now. We're struggling with with our men right now. Um, of course, not all of them, because there's always going to be somebody that be like, it ain't me, though. Right? Yeah. Um, but, you know, like I said, there are going to be some things that are more covert versus overt. And I feel like that's what I'm... I think the irony of it, in some ways, is that you are, quote unquote, like checking this person in love because I want to pull your coattails. I want to make you aware of this thing. And it's coming from a place of love and appreciation, right? Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of times the reception mm. is that it's a matter of disrespect. And so it's been my experience when, when, when black men talk about not feeling loved and, you know, respected by black women. I think what, let me say, it has been my experience that men kind of categorize or classify black women's love and respect for them um, and measure it by how willing they are, how willing black women are to um, letting their shit go, if that makes any sense. Like, if I check you on something, I'm disrespecting you, right? It can't be that I want to see you do better. I want to make you aware of this thing. I think it's automatically that that you're feeling disrespected because this black woman said something to you to make you aware, to inform you. Um, and so a lot of times when I hear black men say, you know, the, the piece about not feeling loved and respected um, by, by black women, almost in a way it makes me feel like the less a black woman says, the more black men feel loved and respected yeah, and, and appreciated. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think for black women, one of the ways that we, you know, show our love and respect is by doing, by standing up, by saying, hey, no, you can't do that. You know what I mean? When you think about all of these um, movements, if you think about Black Lives Matter, like most of these movements that are happening now, are spearheaded by black women. And so to me, that is the ultimate show of love and respect, that I love you, that I value you so much that I am willing to put my physical body... Physical body on the line. On the line to make the world know that you can't do our men like that. But wait a minute, don't we do that for life, right? Yeah. As as women, don't we put our bodies on the line, our physical persons on the line? To bring forth life to say anything could have happened to me, right? However, I want to bring forth this child, right? That in my heart of hearts is going to do great things because that's what all parents want. They all see that and pour that into their kids, right? For the most part. I don't, I, I, you know, like I said, for me, it's about at this point, the conversation needs to be progressed to, you know, what now? Because we already we already heard the complaints. I've heard the complaints. You know, their side of her, have heard ours. Hopefully, and that's the only thing I think that we really wanted was to feel like we were being heard. Because um, I think it's easy to like brush some shit under the rug, right, and say that black women. Because black women have said that we don't feel protected, we don't feel supported, we don't feel respected, and we don't feel loved. And I think that when we hear that like lack of response from black men or that dismissive position from black men or um, some argumentative shit, 
it's it's disheartening and it it's almost like kind of uses like a shutting down mechanism. Yeah. And that's a lot of times what happens, right? So then we end up swallowing the shit, but we continue to do what we're doing. And then we don't feel like we're, you know, in a, a reciprocal relationship. And then it just ends up, you know, being more hurt, right? And dissension between us. And it's like, once again, what now? Like, how can we advance these relationships? Like I said, beyond romantic shit, right? Yeah. Beyond any of that shit. You, you, like, essentially, you belong to us. We belong to you. Yep. How can we assert and assume more responsibility? You know what I mean? That's that's kind of where I'm at at this particular point. You know, you had mentioned something about, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement. And I'm thinking about, you know, all of the ways in which these crimes against black men are pushed to the forefront. Right. So like a George Floyd. And then mm-hmm. people are like, yeah, but Brianna Taylor, right? They keep, exactly. Don't forget about her, say her name. posting about that shit all week. Yo, and I'm going to continue to post about it. I'm going to continue to post about it. And for me, I never one time thought, but you're not riding for the black woman, right? Because for me, it's a collective. Yeah. It's a collective. I took the gender off. I saw that you took one of us, period. You know what I mean? But it's like, I understand the position when people say, yo, say her name. Say her name too. Don't forget about her too. You know what I mean? I get that position. I get where that where that you know pain comes from. You know what I mean? Where yeah. we feel erased, where we feel, you know what I mean? It's like it wasn't as important type thing for the world. And I'm not saying that wasn't the case, but I'm just saying I can see how you would feel that way. The same thing with Sandra Bland. You know what I mean? Continue to say her name. You hear Trayvon name more than you hear her name. You know what I mean? It's all of them, yo. I understand why black women black women feel erased. Somebody was mentioning yeah. something to me earlier about Jane Elliott. And I know you know who she is. Uh-huh. Um, but if anybody doesn't know who she is, quite honestly, I don't really want to get into it too, too tough. So I would suggest you Google her. Um, but she's a white educator, a um, little bit older woman who's like, you know, whole shit as an educator has kind of been about um, dismantling um, the ideas and values around, like, you know, supremacy and, and, and hierarchy um, and all of those things or whatever. And she's gotten mixed reviews um, from white and black people. Um, she, she get mixed reviews from me, for real, for real. You know, I ain't even gonna hold you. <laughs> I, I ain't even gonna hold you. I understand her work. I appreciate her work. You talk a little bit too much for me. Go talk to them. Don't fucking talk to me. I mean, I already know what it's hitting for. Yeah, I mean, your Bad neighbor part. need to hear this shit. Like, for real, bro. Because that's my position, right? Before I even uh, say what I was going to say about her, my position on that whole thing is we have our conversations amongst us. You know what I mean? Some shit I feel like we're a little too loose lip about everything ain't for public consumption. But I think the same thing needs to happen on their end, right? Talk mm-hmm. to your own people. You know I mean, you want to come to us, you want to apologize. You want to come to us, you want to have a dialogue. You want to come to us, you want to solicit feedback. You want to get, you know, answers. You want to get suggestions. You know what I mean? You want to do all this stuff. We don't need to have those conversations with you. But what you should start doing, even if you don't have all the answers, and I get it, right? Nobody has all of the answers. But what the first thing you need to do is check your friends. Check your family. Check your coworkers. You know what I mean? Check the motherfucker at the grocery store that you shopping at. You know what I mean? We all cackling and shit. Like, check check that first before you come to us on some, like, I'm a white person who doesn't... Hey, yo. 
Hey, yeah. Hit her with the Malcolm X. Nothing. 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 Okay. No man should have all of their power. <laughs> Yo, that is my shit. That part right there. I wish y'all could see me do the glove, Joe. <laughs> no man should have all that power. Jealous motherfucker. Anyway, Jane Elliott. So, um, there have been more of her videos resurfacing, obviously, right? And she was talking in one of the ones I saw more recently. It's not a recent video. I'm just looking at it again recently where she's being interviewed and she basically goes on a rant about like geography, really. And she's talking about how like the originate, you know, originators, uh, originators, excuse me, um, of humanity, right, um, are from Africa. The, the you know, remains of the first human being was from Africa, and at the period of time when all of this vast land was one piece, right. As time goes on, and da da da, said I wasn't gonna get into motherfucking y'all can Google all this shit, but that over time, the quote unquote races as we know them, right, emerged because of who was positioned where, and so people who were further away from the equator. Didn't have as much melanin, da 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 da. A genetic goddamn mutation. Period. Just like men, by the way, but we ain't gonna get into that. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next, <laughs> next nigga that give me head, I'm like, yeah, suck this little dick. <laughs> <laughs> if they don't like that. <laughs> If he don't like that, then I'll remind him that it was supposed to be a clip. And then something bad happened. <laughs> and then something bad happened. <laughs> your ovaries rejected your body and blah, blah, blah. Um. Anyway, you know, that lesson is brought to you by my mom. <laughs> yep. P.I.P. mom. But, um... Yeah, so anyway, Jane Elliott and um you know, she she talks she talks very aggressively <laughs> about white folk. <laughs> and I oftentimes think, yo, they they probably want to murk you by now. Like I'm surprised you still exist. They they probably want to take you out by now cuz you talk a lot like and you real like feisty with it. Like she be real feisty with the shit. But um, needless to say, you'll never hear her say, even though she says that the, you know, original man was from Africa, you'll never, you'll, you'll always hear her kind of hold on to her white womanhood, um, and always hear her hold on to her whiteness, right? And like the privilege that's associated with it. Cause I think it's very interesting to hear white folks talk about the acknowledgement of their privilege and leave it right there. Right. It's like, yeah, I recognize that I'm privileged. That, 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 that. What's for dinner? <laughs> that's how that shit goes. <laughs> Salmon croquettes. Yes. That's not how this works. That's not how <laughs> any of this, this works. Period. But, um, like I said, I, you know, thinking about her or whatever, thinking about other shit that we've seen on social media, I just think it's really funny um, how you get these different quote-unquote allies and shit, right? Um, and I'm really struggling these days with the idea of like, like allied ship, um, because it's kind of like, 
it's kind of like me being an extremely wealthy person and want to ride for the poor but never give them any money. I don't know. I think I, but one of the best ways that I've heard my feelings about it um, expressed is Muhammad Ali. And he's in this interview, like in the 60s, and this white guy is interviewing him, and he says, surely you don't think that all white people dislike you. And he was like, no, I'm sure that they don't, right? But if you got a room, and there's 10,000 snakes in this room, and a small amount of them, you know, don't like you, but the vast majority do, you know, are you going into this room with the snakes to find out? Which ones don't, right? Which ones don't like And I guess that that's where I am. Like, I recognize that there, I'm probably sure that there are some decent white white people out there, right? But (laughs) what I ain't going to do... I mean... I I mean... I mean stepping in the room with the snakes. Yes. (laughs) I mean... Y'all don't have a good track record, okay? (laughs) This is not reverse racism, ma'am. This is self-preservation, bitch. Excuse me. Baby Bush. Fool me once. Shame on me. You. The point is, you fool me, you can't fool again. Yo, it's the best thing that man ever said the entire presidency. Okay? I was like, yo, this nigga spitting. Period. This is another thing that I think about. If you're an ally, then it does not matter whether I like you. It does none of that shit matters because if you're if you're if the premise of your, you know, allyship or activism is that people like you, then it's hollow anyway, bitch. You should be doing this work because you feel drawn and called to do it. Whether the mother, whether the people you, you know, are advocating for like you on a personal level or not, if that is your calling, then that's what the fuck you do. Period. And you don't need kudos and you don't need, you know, social justice warrior cookies or, you know what I mean, the activism badge. You don't need any of that shit. I think think Girl Scouts, because I don't trust them motherfuckers, I think Girl Scouts is going to come out with a motherfucking activism badge and a motherfucking flavor of Girl Scout cookies. See, this is the reason why I fuck with Ben and Jerry's, right? Them two white motherfuckers don't give two shits about who they offend, who don't like it, whatever. Not only are we going to run a full-page ad on our motherfucking website, but we're going to bring out a whole new flavor to rub in your fucking face. Interesting things to me is like you were saying earlier, people say, oh, I recognize my privilege and that's that. I think that if you are looking for examples of how to use your privilege and whatever way it manifests, that's it. Say your piece, say what's true and genuine to you and fuck all the folks who have, you know, something to say about it. Cause clearly Ben and Jerry's don't give a shit. Not at all. They said black lives matter and what? Period. And we're going to bring out a flavor. Yes, and it's going to be come, chocolate ice cream, ice cream with fudge pieces with motherfucking <laughs> with motherfucking caramel shaped uh, crowns out this bitch with the fucking sphinx okay toffee pieces fuck y'all that's what they said that's what they be in the lab saying how can we piss off more white folks this day? Yep. <laughs> yo I fucking love it yo I love it like, so, yeah, I'm I, like I said, I'm struggling with that shit. People that know me personally know how I feel. I ain't got to get into the shit. It is what it is. But them tears, 
you keep that shit over there because I uh, I don't have the energy for it. Just like I don't yeah. have the energy, like I said, for further educating motherfuckers when, like you and I discuss all the time, information is readily available to you the same Welcome way I learned. Information. Look, you carry this shit in your pocket, my guy. Anything you want to know right now, it's at your fingertips. And, and to me, at this point, to not know something that you want to know is unexcusable. Yeah. If you're like, genuinely saying you want to know this thing. Yeah, but like I said to you before, for me, it even goes, it, it, it's this deep. You ain't even got to search. The shit be smacking you in your face on a regular goddamn basis. It's, you ain't even got to do shit. All you got to do, if you're a social media person, is open up your timeline. Open up your feed. Scroll. Click. It's right there on a regular goddamn basis. Stop it. Stop it. Stop asking us. Stop. It don't make no goddamn sense at this point. And I've said it. I've said this to you before as well. There is no other relationship, micro or macro, that exists like yeah, this. There is no that. way. There's no way I can be in a relationship with somebody who has whipped my fucking ass, who has whipped my ass, then whipped my mama ass, then whipped my grandmama ass, then beat my motherfucking kids down, then did all this shit for years. Just he and Centuries. I. Just no, just he and I. Micro, right? Just he and I. He done whipped. My whole line ass, my kids ass, fuck me up, disrespect me, you know, financially deprave me, you know, everything, right? Sexually, everything you could do fucked up to somebody. And I tell the person, I tell somebody else, enough is a fuck enough. And they say, oh no, he know not what he do. You should just forgive him, sis. You should just forget about what happened before. You not your grandma. Nobody would say that. There's no other relationship yeah. where this shit would be fucking acceptable. And yet, when we teach, get angry, teach him how to see your humanity, child. Child. <sighs> okay. And then his brother come to you and say, "I'm not like him. What can a person like me do to get with a person <laughs> like you?" <laughs> and you say, "Nothing." the fuck I don't get it at this point I don't get it at this point I'm I'm. <sighs> I just want to talk about penis that's it <laughs> I just want to talk about that yo what a fucking like yo what a fucking life yeah. what a fucking life and these younger like people, what they're witnessing right now versus what we've like witnessed, yo. Yo. Like I didn't understand the brevity of this until I was well over 18. Like I got it, right? I got the information. I got a theory, you know what I mean? Or whatever. I didn't see too, too much of it of the application of it on a personal level. Um, so I got it as a as a concept. But yo, it wasn't until I was, I, I had to be in college already before I start really getting, before the shit really starts smacking me in my face. And so like the kids that are growing up now, like your kids, my kids, like they, the head start they got, 
Yo. It's crazy. When I tell you my baby is ready for war. Period. That little one plays zero fucking games. She been here before. Yo, and I know that people I, say that all the time. You, did I tell you we were watching? We were watching the uprising on TV. And I just happened to make a comment to my oldest daughter. And I was like, man, if Leah was a few years older, we would be out there. And so Leah says, but mom, she says, but mom, they, um, they have tear gas. And I was like, yeah, they do. Would you still want to go? So she thought about it for a second. And she was like, yeah, we just got to get some milk though. Period. How does baby know that? How does baby know about milk? Like, yo, if it's fucking adults that's listening that don't know about this milk and know this baby know, like, yo. Yep. She was with the shit. Oh, like, she's always with the she shit. She understood exactly what was going on. We had conversations. And, of course, I didn't allow her to watch the video. Mm-hmm. But she had seen a small clip of it. And she was just so confused. The George Floyd clip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She was like, Mom, can they do that? Hmm. What do you say? Like, what do you say? I think it was hard because you aren't really just addressing this in the moment thing. You kind of got to give her context. Yes. And so I think the hardest part for me was trying to give her context that she could understand and digest. Yeah. And I also say this a lot. Kids understand a lot more. Then we, then give, them we credit for. give them credit for. Yeah. Um, and so while I was struggling with how to add context to what was happening in this moment, she wasn't struggling with her with comprehension. Her understa- yeah. Nope. Nope. Even that's crazy. I was about to say, and, and that's another thing that kind of saddened me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what do we tell our kids, yo? Like, what do we think? Like, like, I don't know if I said this like in a recording. I know I've said this before because it threw me off a little bit. So, you know, my son um, is four and he's playing his tablet and shit. And he's forever trying to get like a new game. Like forever. He's got like about 20 games. That's our agreement. You get 20 free games on your tablet um, at any given time. If you ask me to put a new one on there, we're getting rid of something else. Like he just needs to understand like that process, right? So he asked me to put this game on the table. He found it himself. And I'm looking at it. I looked through it. I, I skimmed through it really quickly. He's really good at that, right? Because even at his age, he understands um, that he can't play, like, uh, violent games, um, anything that demonstrates, like, aggression and shit like that. So um, he shows me the game. It's a racing game. It's a car game. Sure, son. You know what I mean? It's free. Skim through it. Cool. Download, right? So he's playing the game. And he's like, I got to get these, what do you say? Um, I got to get the cops. I got to get the cops. I have to get the police before they get me. And I was like, what? Like, what are you, what are you doing? Like, what are you playing? And I look at the game and like I said, it's a racing game, but it's like, um, you could choose like a police car and they're like following each other. And like, he's seeing like the car, like the police car, like following this other car, he's chasing this other car. And he's like, oh no, he's not going to get me. I got to get the police. I got to get them before they get me. And like, yo, my wow. heart, my heart. Because he has no idea of what he's saying. 
But me listening to that, it was like, hey, yo, I can't even chill off this shit. Because although he don't understand it now, he will. He is. Sooner than later. Sooner than I'm going to be comfortable with. Yep. And so it's like, like I said, how do we talk to our kids about these difficult fucking topics without scaring the bejesus out of them? Or, um, you know, just having them be like so... Uh, stoic and, and and unfeeling and disconnected to shit, right? Because like I don't want him to walk around with a sense of paranoia, but I, I want him to be aware. Right. I need him to live in awareness. You know what I mean? So it's like you know I, I get like you said saddened by it. Um, I get frustrated and angry that at any minute his childhood can be altered in a serious way. Um, yep. what that's going to do to him at you know in his adulthood. Um. Yeah, I just, I don't know, like, you know, when you feel like you can't, you don't have the answers for your kids, I feel like that is one of those times as a parent that you experience one of the most difficult things you can experience, you know, so, I don't even know, I don't even know how we got there, (laughs) that's so not what the fuck we supposed to be talking about. Damn it! <laughs> but I'm glad that we could talk about it because once again, it's important. Um, I, you know, provided dinosaurs don't reappear, which would be, you know, my son's absolute fantasy in his four year old mind because um, he has no context for that at all. I don't think he understands how that shit would play out at all. But provided that's not the case between now and the next episode, hopefully we can talk some pain. I don't, I don't know. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't know. forgot. What? We we just got a letter. Oh. We just got a letter. I meant to tell you that at the top of the fucking episode. Of the hour. At the top of the hour. <laughs> top of the morning to you. <laughs> I forgot. We, we have a lemonade letter. Oh, let me see. We haven't had one in a while. We haven't done one in a while. You're absolutely right. But keep sending and this one them. Came in a few days ago. So I don't know if you saw it in the inbox, but okay. I saw it and printed it out. I didn't see it. Are you going to read it? If you want me to. Yay! <laughs> Get in, loser. We're going for a ride. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> All right. <laughs> this one is from. She hashtagged it. Hashtag BLM Black Love Matters. Oh, it does. <laughs> I've been in a long term relationship with my boyfriend of four years. Our relationship has been solid, affirming, and supportive until the recent uprisings that have been happening. Mm. I've never really been socially or politically active, Mm -hmm. but since the murder of George Floyd, I've been inspired to join protests, make calls to local politicians, Mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Initially, my boyfriend attended a few events with me, but quickly lost interest. Mm. I'm concerned about his lack of concern. We're both black, 
So I imagine that this would be important to both of us, right? Mm. I spoke with him about his apathy regarding our current social climate and his response was that ain't my thing. You stupid white lady. Why why is we gotta say it like that? But that's what I imagine. That's what I imagine. He sound like why he gotta be a job turkey though. <laughs> Give me five on the black hand side. I ain't going out there unless we kill Whitey. Like what the fuck? Like you done made him fucking black dynamite and shit. Like what the hell? We doing voices now? All right, go ahead, man. I can't. So he said, "What? That ain't his thing." All right. No, he said, "That ain't my thing." <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> I've been thinking about how this might impact our relationship in the future. Mm. <laughs> Is it really healthy to try and maintain our romantic relationship when there seems to be such a disconnect on this issue? I think the first what thing that came you? to my mind is Ashe, sister. <laughs> Take some deep breaths and meditate. I think she need to ask the ancestors because <laughs> you already know how I am. I'm like, hoo, 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 hoo. okay, this is giving you all the information. Like, once again, we say it all the time. We never have all the information, right? Because I have questions off rip. Every time we finish the last fucking word in any of these letters, initially my mind goes to like 50,000 questions that's missing from the fucking information we're given. So I'm like, y'all got kids. How is this shit? You know what I mean, with him being disinterested, going to impact like, is he a cop? It's girl. Yes. <laughs> yes. Is he an officer of the Lord? Yes. Is he, yes. Do you have children? You know what I mean? Is he, are you going to have to be yes. concerned with the messages and lessons that your children are being taught? Because if it doesn't seem like he's interested, and we're assuming, right? We're assuming based off of her assumption that he isn't interested at all, right? Um, he might not just be the outside dude. I don't know. Maybe he might be more interested in doing other things um, to demonstrate his involvement um, and his demonstrate his activism elsewhere. Right. Um, so and I don't know. He like fuck all that shit. Yeah, exactly. This thing ain't my thing. Maybe protesting in the street ain't my thing. Maybe homeboy is really with the shits, and maybe he out here trying mask up. (laughs) Maybe the motherfucker said you ain't get your motherfucking milk from Wick, so I ain't trying to be out there with the gas, like little baby said. You see, we don't really know what it's hitting for. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what the circumstances are. You know what I mean? And and I'm I'm torn because I'm I'm quick to say how I'm I'm disinterested in educating folk in that particular situation because like we share a bit. I kind of want to dig more into like what your deal is. Like, what's up? I need to know more before I'm like you the ops. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you belong to them now, or like, what's up? Because that would be a big deal to me, and that would be a big deal breaker to me. I'm not gonna lie. Um, 
a, a disinterest or like you said, even his lack of like, like where's your apathy? And she's like getting into trying to like understand if I got any type of vibe <laughs> that bull was yeah. real like complacent with the shit. <sighs> you might be outside with your trash bag. I don't fucking know. Cause like I yo, like if you can't see the forest for the trees, like what are we really doing? And I say it all the time, uh-huh. the difference between micro and macro, if all he can see is just his little bubble, then right. he don't have far enough reach for me. I can't fuck with bull anyway. You know what I mean? So I, I'm torn because I don't want to say some shit. And she's already feeling away, and then she takes that shit and, and runs with it without really kind of flushing it out. So I would say communicate, collect more information, find out where his mind really is, where his heart really is, um, and then go from there. And whatever he says, I think that she should already know where her stance is. Right? She can't predict what he's going to say, but like you kind of know what you're willing to do and what you're not willing to do. And if this is important, it is important. But I say often people come to their level of consciousness the moment they do and not a moment before, right? And just like you prior to this thing that you witnessed happen on TV, she says, like, I wasn't wasn't really, you know, checking for that. I wasn't concerned about it, really. Mm -hmm. It wasn't something that entered my, you know, everyday, you know, experience. Um, and for whatever reasons, this wasn't, you know, his moment. Right. I don't necessarily think it makes him a bad guy straight off. Yeah. Um, so I'm definitely in agreement with you. Conversation, communication, you a said, little bit of vulnerability. You said, all of that. you said that, um, when I was asking my questions, you said, um, is he a cop? <laughs> I'm like, is he a Trump supporter? Cause y'all been together for four years. So y'all got together around yeah. the time, yeah, I mean, at the bull. So like, what's, oh, what's, you know, like you, neither one of y'all have really been with the shits for the last four years. And that's cool. Um, but you got a fire lit up under your ass. It was almost like going to church, right? And that person that gets called up to the altar. And now all of a sudden they want to be saved. Right. And when they leave church now, everybody else needs to be saved. Be too. saved too. And Don't so I, some of this Jesus. Yeah, and I think that that's what happened. I think that, you know what I mean, she got a sip of the juice. Yeah. And she's going full force with it. And that's a beautiful thing, right? Keep that momentum up, sis, for real. However, you might have to reach back to your man. I don't know. It's like in the beginning of the show, we were talking about our relationships amongst each other. What are you willing to do? Is he is he educatable? You know what I mean? Is he you know, like, yeah. where is he really? Like, I need to really, in order for me to give you some sound-ass advice, um, I would need to know more information. In this case, to me, it's too important of a situation to kind of just, like, off the whim, fly by night with my bullshit. So I would just say, communicate, communicate, communicate. You know what I mean? Tell him how you feel. Tell him why it's important to you. You know what I mean? Maybe give him some tidbits or some shit that you found out that maybe he doesn't know. I mean, this, 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 real, to me, this real time bed, bedroom talk. This real time, yeah, I mean, real deal, yeah. holy field type shit. This is the kind of pillow talk that actually matters. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I have to, and I would, I would, I would 
want her to, you know, express some patience because she's just coming to it too. Consciousness, exactly. Yes. Yes. She's just coming to it too. In four years, her hashtag is Black Love Matters. Clearly, she feel for this dude. Right. You know what I mean? I wouldn't want to throw him to the fucking wolves so quickly. Um, yeah. I mean, provided he ain't saying fuck you and, you know, then it might still be something salvageable there. I don't know. But I do yep. understand why this would be something that would, you know, cause pause and would cause alarm. Because if people ain't having these conversations regularly in their relationships and they're only in their own minds, their own world, their own bubbles, like I said, then this shit hit hard. Yes. It hit hard. And I could see how... And not to mention, like, it hits hard, but I think that we don't always, you know, give credence to the idea that black men watching this shit, like, we might feel a way about it, but black men watching it, I imagine, is such a visceral thing. Yes. That it may take time for somebody to process, like, exactly what has happened and what the implications are. Yes, what that means. Yeah. Facts. Facts. All of that. All of that. All of that. So, sis, be gentle. Be patient. Be communicative. Um, Still do your shit, though. Still do your shit, though, sis. But for him, space and grease. Like I said, provided that he ain't reckless or like, like I said, he ain't the ops, space and grease. (laughs) (laughs) Period. That's 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 really all I got for you. You know, I wouldn't make any hasty decisions because this is this, this is the thing. Even if you choose to leave him, right? We still lit his shit. He's still going yep. lit his shit. Like nothing's going to change except for your relationship status. <laughs> so, you know, maybe this might be that moment, or it might be the the awakening. It might be the fucking awakening. Yeah, it might be. Shit, your motherfuckers might be the next couple in the middle of the street. Yeah, you know I mean, exchanging vows in front of the fucking yeah, you know I mean, riot and shit. We don't know, like you said it yourself. Hashtag Black Love Matters, yeah. And that's that's really all I got. Yeah, I said what I said. <laughs> I don't know. So I hope that that was helpful. Um. Like I said, you know, make sure y'all continue to send the letters in, even if this shit has slowed down a little bit. It's more so because of our focus being shifted, but we on our way back. Um, so we want to try to support you the best way that we can. Send those lemonade letters to all the smoke podcast at gmail.com. You can still hit us up on Facebook, all the smoke Facebook page, all the smoke Instagram. We're on Twitter, still trying to get on motherfucking YouTube. We're just trying to be all over. It's like having our ass in your face all the time. <laughs> all ass all the time you you never know we we talking about only fans we talking about a lot of shit we just out here like we about to be out yes. here so you know what i mean catch us when you can you know what i mean where you can we appreciate everybody for listening on all the streaming uh platforms uh anchor spotify uh just every goddamn where right everywhere we appreciate you guys apple everywhere for listening um and I guess we'll catch you on the other side. Hashtag right, Black man. Loves Matters. <laughs> <laughs> Peace.